frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I drink your milkshake. What we've got here is failure to Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cineflex. I'm your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome back. Uh, welcome to the second of our Christmas episodes, um, and possibly my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I'm so glad I could find someone that was as enthusiastic, if not, if not more enthusiastic than me about this movie. Uh, Steven, he was awesome on this podcast. I had a really, really great time talking to him. Um, you can find him on Letterboxd or on Instagram at, uh, not just French films. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I had a great time talking to him and, uh, I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. We've got, uh, two more Christmas movies coming next week. I've got Love Actually and Die Hard. So if you haven't seen those movies in a while and want a refresher, uh, try to give those movies a watch. I mean, like they're... I I, I, I I think those are both Christmas movies you can watch year round and not get sick of them. They're both they're both awesome movies. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy and I hope you're having a happy holiday season. Yes, it's wonderful news. For when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you... Welcome to the podcast, man. Hi. It's so great Thanks to chat with you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's so great to chat with you. I was, um, I think like December 6th rolled around or something. And I was like, I have no Christmas movies scheduled. This yeah. is, this is tragic. Like, why am I not taking advantage of it? We started talking about It's a Wonderful Life. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I have to do this movie. It's so... It's so iconic. I, yeah, I, I, like, what was your first experience with this? Because you said you watched it every year with your mom, right? Yeah. So this is a movie that me and my mom and sometimes my grandma watched together. But the first time I watched it, I think I was 13 or 14. And I was watching it and I just sobbed, just cried. <laughs> like, I, had, I haven't had an emotional experience like that before. It was like, <laughs> otherworldly and still like even in little moments on my rewatch this year it's still like little moments got me teary-eyed just because this movie means so much to me and it's just a beautiful movie all around everything about it and so yeah it's just in such an emotional experience yeah yeah no 100 percent like i i i've i've i i've mentioned this on a few podcasts but i used to work at like a movie theater that showed like old hollywood movies and stuff and 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 they'd play it's a wonderful life um on christmas eve and they had like a christmas eve showing at nine and this theater is like a huge old grand theater that seats like 1200 people but it would sell out every single year and people would come dressed up and it was just such an event um i think i've only seen this movie once before but it just stuck with me so much that like like i remembered so much of it i guess it's it's yeah it really, it really stays with you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, everything about it, it's like, I feel like I've seen it billions and billions of times. For sure. And this is a, one of the movies I would put as like, it feels like a hug. It's like watching it, yeah. like, like, feel like comfortable. It feels like a hug. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I started it last night, but I started a little late. And so I 
finished it this afternoon and oh my god i was i was ugly crying at the end uh-huh. pages every, <laughs> every single time every it does not cease to make me cry and i know time. exactly i know exactly what's coming <laughs> i know what's coming the whole time yeah <laughs> like i know what i'm going into but i'm still not prepared for it like at all yeah what was the first moment that like made you cry or made you tear up in the movie Okay, so in the beginning, when uh, Mr. Potter puts the poison in the pills, and like he warns him about it, and then like he gets beaten for it, but then he warns him, uh, warns him about it, and then he and then he starts crying, and then I start crying. And yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's a moment because it's the first time that you like you really see George Bailey impact somebody. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, other than mm-hmm. his brother, obviously, but like a person that's not family. Yeah, uh, that's how you see that or him impact them. And so that's such a, like, a special moment in the movie. It's like, oh, this George Bailey, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Totally, totally. For me, it was, like, a couple minutes prior to that, there was, there's the line where young, um, what's his wife's name again? Uh, Violet. Violet, thank you for having the page. Mary, Mary, Mary. That's who I, that's who I was thinking. All good. No, no, no. There's, like, the scene where she, she, Jay whispers into his bad ear, George Bailey, I'm going to love you till the day I die. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh my God. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. I love it. Everything about it. God, it's so, it's so, it's so endearing. Um, I think, I think that like the thing about this movie, it's odd because it, it lost money at the time. Like it was, it was really? at the time, like a box office failure. Yeah. It, it, it um, wow. so so Frank Capra and Jimmy Stewart had just gotten back from war and this was both of their first movies back um, wow, from war. Jimmy Stewart was a pilot. Um, but like, I think if you, if you're really looking to like capture sort of like the feeling in the U S at the time, post-war from a historical perspective, the two movies that I'd recommend are this and the best of the, the, the best years of their lives, which I don't know if you've seen. I don't think well, one it, it, one has picture the same year, but I, oh, I think wow. there's something. I think there's something that's like so like earnest, and there's so something that's so thankful. Like these people are coming back from like war times, and and they're 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 not just like settling back into their suburban lives. They're incredibly thankful for like the lives that they're living, and I think it's like it's coming out of that darkness that I think makes makes the movie so earnest and not and not like a hallmark movie like it it feels it feels so genuine i don't know if you have any thoughts on just like how genuine it feels no i do yeah like i said like it feels like a hug like you can tell every single actor and actress like put everything they have into it and now knowing that james stewart came back from war that puts like an even bigger um emotional connection with it yeah for sure like he puts like everything he has into it and uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, do you want to just run through just like a brief synopsis of the plot before we dive in? Yeah, you, you want me to do it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Basically, uh, at the start of the movie, uh, like we see like stars, and the stars are talking to each other, and they which I totally about- forgot about. I totally yeah. forgot those galaxies that talk yeah. to each other. In this- <laughs> I was watching it. I feel like the racer head. Have you seen a racer head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, wait, did I put on the wrong movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so these stars start talking to each other, and they talk about this star named Clarence, who's going to help this man named George Bailey in order to earn his wings. And so it starts out, and George Bailey uh, is sliding down the hill on some shovels with his little brother, and his little brother falls into a frozen lake, and then George goes to save him and lose his hearing in one of his ears. I can't remember which one, but he loses hearing in one of his ears. And so basically he's going through his whole life. He takes over his um, father's bond company and his uncle loses $8,000 for the company, which is like a really, really big deal. Right. And so his life starts to go in a spiral and then he tries to um, kill himself on a bridge. But that's when Clarence comes and Clarence saves him and shows him what life would be without him and then so knowing this the last 
15 to 20 minutes is him uh, appreciating everything about his town and his family and his friends and it's emotional and beautiful and I love it so much. I love it too. I love it too. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then, yeah, I forget, I forget how it's such a, it's become such a Christmas movie, but there's not that much of it that has to do with Christmas. Like I actually have a thought on that. So yeah. Christmas is a time when like people come together and it's a big sense of community. So I feel, I have a feeling that while uh, with this uh, film taking place over Christmas, it gives the viewer a more sense of, uh, family coming together and the yeah whole totally at the end there's more meaning to it because if it was like in the middle of summer I'd been like oh but then I was, <laughs> I was like oh my god they're all together for Christmas <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah, know totally and it's 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 the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of paying thankful and giving back and everything yeah yeah um, and the whole thing of giving back it's like the yeah. scene where uh, the bank closes down and people start coming in, they're taking out their money, and George gives them their uh, gives them his honeymoon money. God, like that's such that a scene. powerful moment. Oh, it's like so these other families can survive this Christmas to get food, presents, whatever. He yeah. gives them his own money, and I feel like that adds another spin to that like special moment. Y- yeah, yeah, no, totally. I think that's a really good way to say this. Um, yeah, I think this. I think this whole podcast. I'm just gonna be freaking out over how how amazing this movie is. Oh, absolutely! Um, <laughs> just like God, that scene. That scene over how amazing this movie is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that 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 scene where, where 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 like he hands out the money where where Potter um, Potter offers um, to pie out his business essentially or pie out other people's shares of his business and he and and he just holds out until the end of the day um yeah i mean he just he 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 holds on with like two dollars left and um and that moment is so tense too like when you see like it's like it's like oh are they gonna do are they gonna do it and that adds another sense of anticipation so like totally like uh with this movie i feel like you never really snap out of it there's always something that keeps you going and interested totally that's one of those moments where it's like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And it keeps you invested in it for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, 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 and yeah, like he seems like a great, like, like, I think it, it, it it's so perfect to have Jimmy Stewart in this other than, <laughs> other than the fact that I never believe he's 18 or 19 or whatever. Yeah, there's no way. In the beginning, you be like, yeah, you know, that guy's 19. It's like, he's, like, he's like, gee, golly, I just graduated high school. And you're like, yeah. uh. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Your face is really wrinkly, but like, I'm not sure about that. Um, like, other than that, other than that, um, he's, it, it, it's, it, it's a great casting choice because, yeah, I mean, he's just, he, he, he's like incredibly earnest and, and you believe that he's just a great guy. I mean, that's his character in, in the vast majority of the movies he, he does is he's just, he's just mm-hmm. like the go-to good guy. Um, Him aside, who's like your favorite performance in this? Cause I think, I mean, I think it, it, it would probably be him if I didn't. Yeah. Right. So, Oh, man, that's really difficult because every single performance in this film is just perfect. And even yeah. the uh, the child performances were really notable as well. Yeah, totally. In uh, films, I get annoyed with like the child actors. But like in this, in, <laughs> in this movie, they feel like children. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like children who are trying to like, you know, play grownups. It's like these are actual children, like the part where uh, he like tugs on his shirt. And it's like, daddy, daddy, dad. And it's like that, like annoying child. It's like what? Yeah. It's like everyone has that sense of like relatable. It's like be quiet, <laughs> be yeah. quiet. Yeah. But uh, I would say Lionel Barrymore as Mr. Potter would probably be one of my favorites in this. I mean Donna Reed as well. Um, uh, Henry Travers as uh, Clarence. That's an amazing one. Oh yeah. No, I mean I, there's so many. There's there's so many. I can't pick one. But if I do have to pick one, I would probably <sighs> Mr. Potter uh yeah totally yeah i would have to say mr potter i can't exactly tell you why but i just latch on to that character so much i love that character <laughs> no he's so he's so good and apparently he was styled after 
um, the American Gothic painting, you know, the guy with the pitchfork with yeah, the, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's just like they're 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 like yeah, make him look like that painting. Which <laughs> for real, I have to go back and look at the painting with that mindset now because I never noticed. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Potter on on on, on a farm basically. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I should have I feel like I should have led with this, but maybe we should like draft characters because there's so many great characters in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I should have probably led with this before I let you reveal your your favorite. Well, I mean, if you wanna if you wanna start off the draft, you can. You're 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 welcome to take George Bailey if you want. Yeah, I, I'm I, assuming that I would think, be your. I think, I, I think I'll take George. I think I'll take George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably one of the most iconic film characters. It's like you say oh, George. Yeah. It's like George Bailey. George Bailey. Like, everyone knows it if one of the most iconic characters probably one of the best written characters i think he's like written just so uh, who wrote the script oh, i don't know if it says oh, it? oh oh it's frank capra frank capra yeah, and frank capra is uh, super philip, involved in yeah francis goodrick and uh philip stern one of the um one of the things i liked about his character is how there's always um I don't really know how to uh, say it, but the uh, difference between Violet and Mary, I know there's mm-hmm. like a specific one. But I don't know if you had any thoughts on that one, but it's like, you know, it's like in the beginning, it's like Violet and like, you know, he's like, oh, I love Violet. But then Mary comes along. He's like, oh, I love Mary. And then there's that one scene um, when he sees what his life would be like and the police are taking Violet away. and He starts freaking out. Yeah. Like he's like freaking out about it. Right. But then he's like, oh yeah, back to Mary again. And I thought, I always thought that was just kind of funny. <laughs> it her her character is is kind of odd. I totally forgot really? that she was in this movie. It's mm-hmm. um, G- G- Gloria Graham plays mm-hmm. Violet, who 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 is awesome in like a lot of stuff. Like I really love her in In a Lonely Place. But um, I mean she's kind of the antithesis of Mary. Like she's always flirting. Mm-hmm. She's always kind of like trying to find guys, but. I I have always wondered if there was sort of like a cut storyline with her where she mm-hmm. plays more of a yeah. role with his his love in, in his love life or something just because like yeah. it seems like she pops up and then you're like and and and, and then they they the only movie where the the the, the only movie the mo- only moment where he he like considers her is like at the dance and then yeah, and then like and 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 then like a few seconds later, like oh, Mary's here. She'd love to dance with you. Yeah, yeah. I was, and I feel like uh, going with like him having to choose in the beginning. Doesn't Violet come into the soda shop where Mary mm-hmm. and um, George are there as well? And so yeah. I feel like like kind of like establishes well, which one he's gonna pick? And it's like the whole movie's like, well, this one, no, this one. But he's like, I love Mary, but also Violet. And so like like the whole movie, that's such a funny storyline. Or like a little subplot or whatever. Yeah, kind. Then I forget like how how quickly he gets married to Mary. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Like uh-huh. like it happens. Like they kiss and then and then they're married in the next shot. And I was just like, wow, that kind of skipped up on some. Yeah, it's not the scene. Um, he like comes into her house and mm-hmm. like she's talking to who was it? Oh, Sam Wainwright. She's Yeehaw. talking to. Her. Yeah, hee-haw. <laughs> That's such, I love that. I love it so much. Everything, like, even when he's writing his letters, he signs it with hee-haw. <laughs> who decides, who decides that's their catchphrase? Who's just, yeah. like, in high school, is just like, I'm, I'm Sam, hee-haw. <laughs> the little hand movement as well. <laughs> what, what even is the hand, I don't even understand it's like, it. It's like, donkey ears or, like, horse ears or something. I guess I horse, horse ears, I genuinely don't understand it. And he just... He just decided at one point that he's hee-haw. Yeah, that's, and so that's how he signs kid, signs everything. Kid, that this is going to be his catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stuck with it while being a very successful person in, in business in New York. He stuck with it for... Hee-haw. Sam Wainwright. Hee-haw. <laughs> I'm so I'm so confused by that. There, there's like a couple there's, there's a couple things that I'm that genuinely perplex me about this movie, and that's and that's one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about right before this? I feel like, um, I feel like how I um, George and Mary got married. It was like super quick. Oh yeah, for sure, for what sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that that. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's just like like. Pilot's character just seems 
like she's in love with him but then she's just kind of like happy that he's married like she just yeah. seemed like she does like i i don't really understand what she's there for like that being said like the actress who plays her is so charismatic on screen mm-hmm. that it's just oh, wow. it's, it's awesome to see her so mm-hmm. the scene um in the be- uh not the beginning right before they get married isn't it that the scene where he like comes to her house and she, like, she gets all ready and puts on the record and he's like a complete like asshole to her. Like he's just the worst. He's he's horrible. He's horrible. I was like, why are you being so mean, dude? This girl likes you. Go talk to her. And he's like talking in the whole awkward scene where she's like talking to Sam on the phone. And he's like, well, let me let me talk to George. And they're like, they're talking like the mom's listening on the phone upstairs. I love yeah. that scene. But he's just a jerk in that scene. And it's terrible. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think this... Sorry, sorry, no. I feel like that's the only scene where, like, he's not that likable, but he still has, like, a charm to him, you know? You know what I'm saying? Well, there's that scene, and then there's the scene where he, he curses out the teacher, too, you know? Like, there's, like, two moments where he yes. just has yeah, yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah. bad moments, and then he, like, pays yeah. for them the rest of the movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, and I think that, I think that leads me into my, my second pick, which is... Mary I think she's just I think she's so sweet and loving and caring um and in some ways like she's like she's really the ultimate like good person in the story like she never has a bad moment like ever George Bailey is is all the time sort like well well, not all the time like he he, he, he has a couple bad moments here and there but she's just like an angel the whole time and I love I love that scene, like, after they can't go on their honeymoon where where she, like, she sets up their dinner in the old house. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. And it's so, uh, that, and uh, I love how, like, that has this sense of, like, romance, but then, like, the comedy because the uh, the taxi driver and the policeman are outside singing, and it's, like, it's such yeah. a beautiful scene. God, it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful look at, like, the great depression too which is like oh, that, that's yeah. kind of the start of, that, 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 that that's kind of like the start of that right because you're getting you're getting to see kind of um like the run on the banks and then sort of how people make do with the little things that they have it's a it's a it's a it's just it's just an adorable moment and i feel like yeah she just she's just always so supportive and and caring of him and mm-hmm. i mean in some ways is a little bit like two-dimensional like she never has like a moment where you know she kind of breaks down but i guess she just knows what she wants from the moment she's six i guess yeah and, yeah and that's i i wish i could like i wish i had right? that moment i would do with the rest of my life <laughs> yeah totally such a good um i don't wanna, i guess like juxtaposition for lack of a better word to george where george mm-hmm. is like super outgoing and like knows what he wants to do and he's gonna travel and adventure and mary's like well, I'm going to stay here. It's like she knows what she wants to do. And so there's also, she's there to ground George a little bit. Kind yeah, of like totally. head out of the clouds. I feel like that's such a great use of her character. Totally. Um, if you're, it, it, it is, it, is your next favorite character Potter? Like if you want to pick someone else, you're welcome to. Uh, I think I have to go talk with Potter. About okay. Well, yeah. well I'll, 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 I'll give you another pick just to talk about whoever you want because. Yeah um uh mr gower mr gower is oh okay yeah gower is such an amazing character because like he's uh also like a separate kind of father figure towards Mm -hmm. towards uh george it's like while you have like uh the father figures you have someone like potter who's just evil and terrible and awful but like an amazing performance one of the greatest but he's just Potter's just an awful character. While Mr. Gower is like you have these two kind of uh, figures in his life. Where it's like different sides of the spectrum. Or it's like Potter over here, he's like super evil and awful. While Mr. Gower is down to earth and kind of helps George, like guide through his life and what he wants to do. And it's like yeah, uh, this totally. When George is buying the um, suitcase, isn't it Mr. Gower who gets it for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that moment. I love God, that. I love moment. that too. I like, love that, that too. kind of gives you another sense of like uh george having these people where potter takes things from him and mr gower gives it to him so it's like uh you can really see um the influences on george's life i mean everything comes full circle back to whatever george does in this movie it's like you can't yeah. like it's all like a direct correlation back to george 
So I, I'll have to go with George first, Mr. Potter second, and then Gower third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think that's a, I, th- I, th- I think that's a great order. Yeah, I mean, this movie, the, the, this whole movie is, is, is totally about like how many people you impact in your life, and and it's a, it's a, it's a universal thing. I think that's why I think that's why it works so well. Is like even if you're not George Bailey and have a loan company and help people get all these houses, like you start to think about like the people that that you impacted. Like, what if you weren't here, and like what. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> what kinds of things would would change, you know, and and I think it's such a it's it's such a beautiful idea that that every man's life has such has such an impact on just everyone else's that he's around. I love that. I I I I love that idea. Yeah, um, and I love how there's uh like you start to thinking about how you've unintentionally impact others as well. Mm-hmm. It's like people you wouldn't even know like you've impacted them somehow and it's such a it's such a good film to get you thinking it's like not not thinking like in a bad way or it's like what what would people think if i wasn't here it was like what would people think like if i wasn't here like how many people have i impacted totally like that's a really really beautiful thing about this movie yeah kind it's really sad that it didn't make money because it kind of destroyed capra's career like this was kind of it was his last, it, 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 I, I think it was like the last major movie he did. If you look at the beginning of it, it's made by Liberty Films, mm-hmm. yeah. which, which, which only made a single other movie. But because this yeah. one lost money and cost just a bunch of money and, 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 and cost so much, um, they like only made two movies. But I mean, it was, it, 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 was, it, 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 it was supposed to be kind of like a United Artists kind of thing where it's run, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's run like, the directors and they have um creative control and so it's 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 sad that it was underappreciated at the time but it's it's sort of poetic that that people came back around on it and i think and i think like frank capra's head it's his his favorite one he 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 did Mm -hmm. jimmy stewart said it's his favorite character that he's ever played which really like surprised me uh this time around when i found out that it didn't do well I was like, yeah. uh, how many people love it, like adore it, like the following that this movie had. I'm surprised it didn't have that back in the day. Totally. I do know that part of the reason, um, I do know that part of the reason it caught back on is because um, it lost its copyright in the 70s. And so, and so like the, and so like the broadcast companies could just play it on air and stuff so it just became one of those things that they could like play on air for free and and and, and get like the commercial revenue and so it just became like a staple of like a movie that was just on tv at the holidays and people just kind of fell in love with it that way so it really became a classic in the 70s but i mean as far as i can see it just didn't really capture audiences at the time yeah. it just, it just and, and then part of it was it was really expensive yeah uh yeah Uh, upon rewatch i realized like how like ahead of its time this movie was in terms of storytelling and Mm -hmm. camera work and things like that like the way it told this story uh is really uh, surprising to me and like uh it really separates itself from other films that came out around that time yeah totally telling and camera work which is another reason why it still surprises me that it failed as much as it did yeah totally and then and then yeah like on set like they 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 built that whole downtown and everything you know that was a that's a huge set like they brought in like Mm -hmm. adult trees to make it yeah (laughs) it's dedication they they also they 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 came up with a new kind of snow for the movie so prior to this yeah 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 so prior to this they'd they'd um they'd only done the the kind of snow that they use for movies is they'd like paint cornflakes or something white and that's funny yeah something like that but um they created the snow that that they use in the movie for like from like the stuff that you have in like a like a fire extinguisher it's like a it's like a fire retardant and so and and so that's why it kind of looks light and 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 fluffy And, and and then also it doesn't I I I I think the original reason was so that they could actually um, capture the audio live 
because otherwise it's just too noisy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it falling and hitting the mics or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, they 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 came up with a new form of snow. They built this whole massive set. And I think that's just why it just yeah. just cost them a bunch. Of, it just cost them a bunch of money. But uh, one thing I wanted to talk talk to you about a little bit more is um, the scene where where he he goes back and 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 sees what life is without him right (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's the crux of the movie basically um i i had two major thoughts on this scene uh this time around actually yeah i'll stick with two for now Um, (laughs) um but um so one being um it takes him like a long time to really catch on to what's going on. Like you think after his mom doesn't recognize him, you think he wouldn't yeah. be like, where's my wife? She'll recognize yeah. me. It's like, yeah. okay, dude, Holy like, she'll know. <laughs> like, dude, like it's clearly, you're clearly in some weird state, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then the other thing that really occurred to me this time, and maybe, maybe it says more about me than anything, but Pottersville looked like a good time. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, this, this could be a vibe. Right. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they they they've got like all these like clubs and bars, and everyone's like yeah. out and partying. I'm like, like music. I was like, this kind of looks fun. This kind of looks like a great town. But I think with comparison to how Bedrock Falls was, it was like a shock. It's like you know, if you go back to your hometown and you see it's completely different, it's still like, whoa, this is not what it used to be. I still feel like it has that little bit of a surprise, where it's yeah. like, oh, this was Bedford, uh, Bedford Falls. And so, but still, it looks so much fun, and I feel like that would be a really fun place to go on a weekend. <laughs> it looks like a great time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like Potter should own every, no. everything, <laughs> but like, but like maybe they should open a few more bars. Like it looks, yeah, it's going. <laughs> you, got, you got the bar, you got the uh, the soda shop, and the lone place, and yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly and then i also thought they did mary kind of dirty by making her like a boring librarian i was like like (laughs) she was cute also she wasn't wearing glasses before i don't know how she all of a sudden needed prescription glasses put glasses on her now like yeah now you're a librarian but i was like nerd nerd. (laughs) i was like i was like geez i I bet she could have found love somewhere else like you didn't have to make me like look at all the boys in the first scene i'm sure that there's someone out there who would think she's beautiful oh my god i was like i was like poor thing she has to like dress it and all of a sudden her hair is gray and her hair is all nasty or whatever (laughs) like why did they do her like that and that scene where he goes to his mom like his mom just looks dead like she yeah. just looks completely different and like in the scene like where he's still like older like she looks fine but it's like no if uh george wasn't there uh she would look decrepit and awful <laughs> totally totally oh my god it's so it, it's it, it's so funny to me um is 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 that your favorite scene in this movie or actually i'm assuming it would be the end right okay so all right Actually, I'm going to go with a little twist here. The, the ending is not my favorite scene. My favorite scene is when uh, he's walking Mary home after the dance. Like the iconic line, I'm going to pull them, I'm going to last of the moon for you and bring it back down. And probably my favorite line of all time when he accidentally steps on her robe and she goes to the bushes and he's like, this is a very interesting situation. I love that line. <laughs> it's so iconic. One of my favorites in the whole film. It's like, this is a very interesting situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. I love that whole scene. It's so, it's so cute. Like he just seems so, just seems like a, like a young teenager in love, oh, yeah. an, an old, an old teenager in love. And, and that comes right after like the dance scene with like the pool and everything. Yeah. I love, I, I love the great scene. I love the pool opening up and yeah. everyone jumping in. I love that part. In that scene, apparently you can, if you look, if you look closely, you can see his toupee that's falling off. Oh kind of no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's hilarious. You can kind of see it because it's kind of coming off in the water, but this is like the first, I, I think every movie after this, he wore a toupee because he was balding yeah. at this point. But, uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love that scene and just like her in the bushes. He, he's being a little mean. 
Yeah, he, you know, he's definitely being mean, but I, I, I love the line because he's, he's just being a jerk. Yeah, but yeah, totally. The line is just so iconic. This is a very, and like the way uh, he talks, like this is a very interesting situation. I love it so much. It's so and, adorable. Uh, that scene is uh, really good because uh, it establishes uh, motives. It's like she wants mm-hmm. the house. He wants to travel. And so like not only is it a beautiful scene altogether, it establishes motives that carry on with the characters for the rest of the film. It, whether they achieve it or not, like, you know, Mary gets her house, but George doesn't get to travel. And so like, it's still such a beautiful, uh, beautifully written scene. Of course, with the line, I'm going to last, what do you want, Mary? I'm going to last to the moon and bring it down to you. Shoot moonbeams out of your fingers. And ah, it's just so good. I love so, that moon speech. I love the I moon love speech so much. So powerful. So good. I feel like that's uh, written in every like love song ever. It's a shoot moonbeams out of your fingers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds like a, it, it, it sounds like a Colby Calais lyric or something. <laughs> you <know>? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that name in forever. That was crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess you weren't, you, 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 you weren't around for like her peaking in like 2000. Well, I mean, you were live in 2005. I was alive. I wasn't listening to her. <laughs> you were very conscious in 2005 when she was just like, she was all over the, the radio. Oh, yeah. um, shout out to Kobe Calais. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love I love that speech so much. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh, so, so apparently that that scene where she hits the window in the house, she actually hit the window. Was she not supposed to? <laughs> well, so so like they had it planned where like st- someone else would knock out the window that was like closer, so that if she missed, you know, like they could, like it, they yeah, hit it out. But um, she like played baseball when she was younger and, and was an amazing shot and just like just hit, 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 hit the window she was supposed to. Isn't that awesome? Multi-talented Donna Reed over here. <laughs> I know. I know. I, oh God, I love Donna Reed so much. She, she's so great. And I don't think she's in much else other than this movie. Uh, the picture of Dorian Gray is one that I've heard of uh, before Ooh. that she's in. I need to I need to watch that one, but a lot of people uh, are like, you need to watch the picture of Dorian Gray. I need to watch it. So that's another one that she's in. The picture of Dorian Gray. It's on Criterion Channel. I don't know what it's about, but I know it's on Criterion Channel, so I have to check it out now. Love Criterion Channel. I love that oh, it beautiful. provides me with <laughs> the this best shit. streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, in it as well. What, what what's up? Angela Lansbury is in the picture of Dorian Gray, which is another iconic actress of the time. God. Yeah, it's crazy that she's still around. She's still kicking it, 95 or something. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have to check that one out. That sounds cool. Gloria Graham, have you heard like the story of what happened to her career after this? She had she had such a weird career where she 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 got married to Nicholas Ray, who's a director who did um who did like Rebel Without a Cause. He also did In a Lonely Place. He did um, Bigger Than Life. He's a really cool director from the 50s. But um, he divorced her when he found her in bed with his 13-year-old son. Uh, What a story. (laughs) But then it didn't didn't come out in the tabloids then. They just got divorced. And then, like... As, as, as soon as as soon as Anthony Ray's son became an adult, Gloria Graham and him got married. You're kidding. And then the whole story came out, and her career was just destroyed. Yeah, there's no way you can have a like a career after that. It was like one of the biggest like Hollywood scandals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What a story. I know. Is that insane? Yeah. So, so that was kind of why, the end of her. Kind of why she fell off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause and because after this, like I think that was. Because Dorian, uh, no, not Dorian Gray, um, In a Lonely Place, did that come out after or? That was after. That was one of Bogart's later performances too. And he's, yeah. that, that's my favorite performance of his. He's so good in that. Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, I'm not that one of the watch list as well. Yeah, you should definitely watch that one. I bet you, I think it's on Prime right now, actually. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I think the fact that you have so many side characters that you love and can name Mm-hmm. is what is what fills out the world and makes the ending more 
satisfactory when you realize how George Bailey impacted their lives. You know what I mean? Like the fact that the fact that we're talking about all these people and we haven't even talked about his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, no, that, that's an. I was I was just about to bring up his uncle, and yeah. I feel like that's uh, that makes uh, what makes the ending more satisfying is when he goes back. Like each character that you've met before, like you see them in a different area of their life. Like so, like Martinis isn't Martinis anymore, or it is, but it's like a completely different uh, yeah. uh, bar. But like even like the what was the uh, taxi driver's name? I can't remember. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I I, I know yeah, you're talking like, about him again, and we meet the the constable or the policeman or whatever. So like even at the end, like when they come back, it makes it more satisfying because we see them in a different state and then how they really are. I feel like that just makes it a lot more satisfying. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of sad to see these people like um. It's sort of sad to see, especially um the 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 the, the bartender at. Martinis is supposedly like the head bartender at Nick's or the owner of of Nick's, and he's just a total asshole. I'm like, yeah. would he be a total asshole if if George yeah, like, like, like like who is this guy? After uh, George Bailey dies, or like if he wasn't around, just a completely different person. It was just a total asshole. They're like, I I I I I, I guess that's why I'm a total asshole. I don't have. Jimmy Stewart in my life, but yeah, um, I feel like if I had Jimmy Stewart in my life, I'd be a lot better person. Than <laughs> That's the truth. We're all living in a, in, in, in 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 like a George Bailey list world. Yeah, that's why that's why everything's going to shit. <laughs> We're all living in Pottersville right now. And, um, and that's another thing is I feel like everyone knows a George Bailey. Like you know a person who you look up to who've changed your life in a positive way. And so that, that again makes the, his character more relatable because like I can name like three George Baileys. I, I'm lucky enough to be able to name like three George Baileys in my life that have impacted me in different ways. Yeah, so for that, sure. That's another uh, side to his character. It's because like, oh, I know someone like George Bailey. And so it kind of makes his character relatable and kind of uh, brings you into his character a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And I think everyone wants to be a George Bailey too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone wants to be that in some, in some ways you are, in some ways you can identify with like how other people's lives would be different without you. It's, mm-hmm. it's both, it's, it, it's, it strikes this interesting balance in those, in, in this way where it's both inspirational and humbling, if that makes yeah. any sense. Oh yeah. Where, no, like, I, no, I absolutely understand what you're saying. You, 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 go watch it and you're both like wow i'm awesome and you're both like and and, and you're also like wow i'm so i'm so grateful that i have the people in my life that i have so yeah that that balance just like you want to go hug like every single person i've met before and like right tell them how thankful i am for them (laughs) god it's so adorable yeah i mean i i mean we haven't talked too much about the ending but um what like like what ha- what happens with all the money so because the old the the um hee-haw sends him like 25,000 or it yeah. sends him up to 25,000 yeah, I think it is like 25,000 I think he sends him like $25,000 so but but does he just ha- does he just get to pocket all the extra cash yeah, and then he it in his pocket it's like oh. all right here. I've done my good for the world and he like turns like the next potter or something like, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly all these all these poor people that like saved and go here's my last 20 like it's just like okay great I guess that's you owe me two dollars it's like <laughs> oh my god yeah no but like mm. do we know what he does with the money after i don't think we see what he does with the money do we have like an idea of what he does with the money afterwards i'm i'm assuming well i mean i'm assuming he puts at least the eight thousand he needs into the bank to keep to keep things running but uh that's like i just don't know what he does with the rest of them maybe he throws a big party he traveled like he did what he wanted yeah totally (laughs) Totally. I, I hope he had a great time. When I was watching it, like that's the conclusion I came to is like he put the money in the bank, then he went and traveled, and I was just filling in blanks in my own head. <laughs> yeah, but that's the great thing about it is you can is you can fill in blanks, and then and then I love I love like the bell ringing and his daughter's his daughter's fam- yes. famous line in that. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's so, like, which uh, before I'd watched it, I'd like heard that saying before. And then I went out and watched the movie and I was like, oh yeah, I know what that is. And so that was just a really funny connection. Is, is that like from this movie or is that, is that a, is that a thing? Whoa, otherwise? Was that a thing before? I, I'm going to think that it's from It's a Wonderful Life. I'd like to I'm, think so. Or at least it was popularized from it. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I can't imagine it's like that much of a thing, but uh, yeah. Because if so, it's like, what a well-written line. If that's like what, if it originated <laughs> from this movie, what a beautiful line. No, totally. Totally. It's such, it's such an iconic ending. It's so, it's, 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 so, it's, it, 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 I, I'd, I'd say that both this and the scene where he's seeing his life without himself are just referenced in so many other things. Like I've seen like a few SNL skits that oh, yeah. are <laughs> tenored around it and stuff um another random question i wanted to ask you do you usually watch the colorized version or the black and white version the black and white version so i was uh both of them are on amazon prime so if anyone hasn't watched it go watch it now what are you doing yeah exactly on um color and black and white but i was like i think you have to watch black and white i haven't seen the colorized version i like growing up i always watched it with the black and white version i started it accidentally because it was like on one time and i it just didn't feel right yeah yeah it it definitely has a different vibe uh colorized I actually haven't seen a colorized, but I can imagine it has a completely different feel to it. Yeah, yeah, it's also like hand colored, so the colors are sort of like m- 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 muted and stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I, I think there's something about like the contrast with like the snow and like just just the, the, the black and white works for this. I, yeah, I just. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like black and white, this is how the movie like thrives. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like on Amazon Prime, like I was looking at it's 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 labeled it's a wonderful life and i clicked on it and then it's like the color is version i had to like seek out the black and white version yeah, yeah that was the first one that came up as well it's like but we, i was yeah, like i think that you had to look up uh the black and white version because like when you click like holiday movies it's the first one's the colorized version it's like no one wants to watch the color version just go no watch the black this. And white one. Yeah. <laughs> i guess it's good that more people are seeing the movie if it's color mm-hmm. but i i don't i just don't No, it has to I, be black and white. like i okay. I, I feel like i could but it black and white like all the way There's i'm no- so i'm i'm so glad you're with me on this yeah oh, so absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i mean god I, I, is there is there anything else you just like i mean i i feel like we've covered everything because i we could definitely like we could go on for hours but like um <laughs> oh i've got another fun fact about the movie actually oh, so so when his uncle gets drunk and he's leaving the wedding party and and he and 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 he's like point me in the right direction right Mm -hmm. so 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 george bailey points him in the right direction and then it sounds like he knocks over some cans off screen and then he goes oh whoops or something so what happened is a crew member just dropped a tray of props randomly in the shot and then thomas mitchell who plays the uncle goes yeah oh whoops it's deliberate and then and 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 and, and then you get jimmy stewart like genuinely laughing because he thought the whole thing yeah. was so funny and then they just yeah. kept that shot in the movie that's so cool like what a save i mean that's like I know, right? and that, that doesn't tell you how like top tier acting this film is i don't know yeah. what does <laughs> is exactly. this your favorite christmas movie is this like your favorite i think it has to be uh, this or yeah. die hard all right, so this for me, it's this or Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol oh. is amazing. I'll defend it till the day I die. I love Muppets Christmas Carol. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I just watched the Muppets movie recently. Like, I, 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 I just watched like the first one from like the seventies, and I was like, God, this is actually like a masterpiece. It is. It's great, and uh, uh, Michael Caine plays Scrooge in the um. Right. Yeah. In the Muppets Christmas Carol, and it's just so good to see like a young Michael Caine. I love it, or like young Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, totally. He was never like young. He was always like an old young <laughs> I don't man. Never seen a young Michael Caine before. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Christopher Walken's the same way. I look at him young. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> not believing yeah, like, it. Old forever, like Benjamin Button. He's been old yeah. since he was <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it'd probably be this or die hard but i mean this is this after this watch is just it's it's going up my list i i i i think you described it really well early on where you just said like feeling that the that that the ending gives you is so unique 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I think, I think, um, yeah, I just, I just think the way, the way this movie makes you feel is so, is so unique and it captures the spirit of Christmas, but also, yeah, I don't know what, so, so, so you said you watch it with your, 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 your mom and your grandma every year. Is that what you said? Yeah. So uh, most of the time it's like, I think uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Mom, you can quote me on this or whatever. But I think we watched it on Christmas Eve. And so then that even gives it like a little, like a, another kick of emotion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, I have such a connection with this movie that I think is probably the movie I connect with the most. It's like, this is one of the most down to earth movies that like you could, you could ever see. It's like after you watch it in a, like in a setting or watch it multiple times, in the same setting you gain kind of um like a con- i don't want to say like another word for connection with it like you kind of gain this um this love for it and like in the environment you watch it yeah no totally T- totally i totally agree um i i hope i hope we can encourage people to see this movie i i i i, I know because it's old um some people just don't tend to go for stuff that, that that that's this old but it feels it so feel like it. there's nothing about it that feels like if, if you told me yeah if i had a new colorized version and you told me it came out last like last month i would believe you there's nothing about this that feels old or old in quotation marks totally totally so i really i really hope this encourages people to see this even though well i hope people see this before the podcast because we just spoiled yeah. the whole <laughs> what are you doing if you have not seen this movie you have to check it out you if, if uh if our love for it doesn't spark a need or want to go watch this movie i don't know what does you have to go see it right now turn off the don't turn off the podcast when the podcast is over <laughs> go check it out <laughs> no turn off the podcast you're allowed to people you're allowed to tell people to stop listening to my podcast oh no no don't stop listening don't stop listening don't listen to me um um so i usually have people wrap up by saying a quote that they love from a movie in character have you given this any thought oh no i haven't (laughs) you totally don't have to have given it any thought um i'm gonna think uh a favorite movie um okay all right so my probably my favorite quote in this uh from fantastic mr fox is uh jason sportsman's lines like I weigh less than a slice of bread is my favorite quote from, from Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't know why it just, I, I love that line. So Fantastic I totally Mr. forgot about that line. That's so yeah. awesome. I weigh less than a slice of bread is the best. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's such an honor to have you on, man. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag and I will see you next week.